0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the End Time Tribune Covering breaking news And current events As it pertains to Bible prophecy Loudly declaring The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ For we are wasting here Waiting for His cleansing return Because the end is where we begin. I'm here, it all I'm here to it all welcome ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the End Time Tribune. This March the 3rd, 2018. It's good to be with you. Ladies and gentlemen, have you kept your eye on the news sporadically across the planet? We just hit one extreme to another, popping off any magnitude of extreme weather event. It's getting to be off the charts. We had the polar vortex split in half. It was warmer at the North Pole than it was in parts of Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to, Buckle your seatbelts and put your trays into the upright position. And you need to start listening real intently. Because here pretty soon, you're going to hear a bang. Why well, you're going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie. it has been as far as events on the planet. Absolutely amazing. Things that transpire from one week to the next. Clinton, how have you been doing this week and what's been catching your eye in the news?
2: You know, the the first thing I would say is is I'm sorry, Matthew, we weren't able to get together this week. Uh, We were trying to get together numerous times um, to try to talk about this trade war that is brewing and, and how it's supposed to come into effect on the 23rd of March and, and everything else. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's just kind of eerie how the powers to be are playing with people's lives and they don't really care about it. Um, and I think that's the scariest thing that I was seeing this week, you know, let alone the the crazy events are happening across the globe. Um, like you, you know, Matthew talked about earlier with the extreme, weather kind of coming from the nor'easters that are hitting and they're supposed to have a third one, like back to back to back that hits this next week, I believe. And so, I mean, it's just, everything seems to be building.
1: I don't know if I would say that. I think it's more like crumbling, but hey, <laughs> that's just me. Uh But Ladies and gentlemen, if something isn't getting your attention, I don't know what to tell you. Bri, how's your week been, and what's been catching your eye in the news this week?
3: All right, sorry about that delay. Of course my mouse decides it's going to disconnect from the computer the second I have to hit the unmute button. Oh boy. What's been catching my eye this week? Well, I would say that a lot of things just brought up, most definitely... You can definitely see this infamous trade war is escalating full force. Right-wing nationalism is off to a full-blown, uh, you can't call it a jump start anymore. It's in full-blown swing now. Um, and even a um, rather interesting little article caught my attention right before, while I was prepping to get on, about the infamous Ides of March and the march towards war so many things going on in that ballpark. And even here, you know, it's this last week, we've got the North Korea scenario Uh, taking on this. um, The, uh, well, there's going to be talks back and forth and, you know, a lot of people are jumping for joy, but yet you look in the background and most of the analysts, most of the uh, state department folks, the Pentagon folks, everybody's going, this is not a good thing. And we'll talk about that more later, but. I mean, that's just a tiny amount of what's been happening this week.
1: Yes, it is, Brian. Uh, just, a, just a snippet. Uh, I, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States went before a judge this week for banning people on his Twitter account. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can't see you're being entertained into absolute stupidity, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, things have just become a complete farce as fake news comes into the mainstream spotlight. I mean ladies and gentlemen, that's <clears throat> that's utterly ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous and it's meant purely for your entertaining satisfaction. So Clinton, you have the mic.
2: Okay. You know it's interesting that uh that you brought up twitter um and how unfollowing people is uh invasion of constitutional rights uh that we actually have to have that conversation i mean we we you you can go on youtube you can go on twitter, you can go on Facebook, all these social media outlets, and you see people complaining because their accounts are being taken down um they they call it the great Purge you know where there's uh, all this you know, this backlash against what they call free speech. And and it, a lot of it is hate mongering, you know, either, you know, people getting on there and bullying people online or, you know, being trolls online or whatever it may be. And so that's the, the facade is to make sure to clean that up. But the fact that we have to have the conversation about unfollowing or blocking someone as a invasion of someone's constitutional rights just shows you the idiocracy that we have come to as a nation and, and this is just growing. It's just continuing to grow. I'm sure that Brian's going to go into the the right wing nationalism that's happening, but the, the separation that is going on between the I, I don't even I don't even know what what to call each side. You know, you can't say the good and the bad, or the right and the left, or the wrong and the right. It, 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 none of them apply anymore. It seems like everything is intermingled, and it just depends on what kind of focus the individual has at that time and which direction they want to point their anger i mean we have the court system that's going to be used in an unprecedented way and and what i mean by that is yeah we've always had the the justice department together to where it it would maintain the the civil liberties of the american people and that was the reason that the justice department was created. But instead, we're going to have the Justice Department as kind of like the the method of last resort. And and what I mean by that is just go to one specific example of what the President of the United States said about guns. And he said that basically, let's take them away and then fight it in the court system. You know, those of you that don't believe, you know, what the words that come out of his mouth, you can interpret that any way you want. But that's what happened this week, not necessarily with guns. But yes, with guns, you have the Florida state that comes out and actually signs into law restrictions on, you know, gun laws in the state of Florida, making it where you have to be 21 instead of 18 to buy a gun. Uh, that you have to have a waiting period. That bump stocks are illegal, and and that they're going to start, you know, arming teachers. You know, I mean that's that whole concept, the fact that we have got to the point where we're going to start giving guns to teachers is scary because if you if you have someone that already plans on doing destruction and they know that the place is unarmed they approach it differently than when they know that it's armed so we're getting in scary territory there well as soon as florida the state of florida passes this legislation they're sued by the nra fight it out in the court system that is where we are headed with everything To fight it out in the court system We're going to let the Supreme Court determine exactly the direction of our country If it's going to be illegal to put restrictions on guns Or is it going to be legal to do so Well, that's going to go to the Supreme Court You know that's going to happen And you also know that the Supreme Court's already set up to be more of a conservative view I mean, it's just that way I mean, it all started with Donald Trump's first appointee Was to the Supreme Court which changed the balance within the court system. So in, in essence, the game is already rigged. So of course you want to play it out in the court system because you already know the outcome because you already have the votes you need in the Supreme Court to back your stance, whatever that stance may be. But this is not the only court case that came out this week. You also had the court case that the Department of Justice is suing the state of California because the mayor of Oakland you know, gave a heads up to some employers in the state of California or in the, in Oakland itself to let them know that ICE was going to come in and start taking away, you know, people that were illegal, you know, not allowed in the United States legally. Now the, the problem is, is this department of justice suing a state, people have been afraid of what Jeff Sessions was going to do on numerous different avenues. And this is the first indication that this is actually the path that they are going to take. Now, you may stand on either side that you want of the immigration issue and say, well, they're illegally here. They should go back to their country or that they're human beings. They're avoiding a place that they think is hostile and trying to get to a place to take care of the family. You can stand on either side of the fence you want to. But the fact of the matter is, is this is now in the court system. This is already going to be set up and you know it's going to go to the Supreme Court. You know it's going to happen there. And so once it gets to the Supreme Court, how are they going to decide? Are they going to stand with the Department of Justice and say that what California did was wrong and that ICE has more jurisdiction than the state of California? Or is the Supreme Court going to stand with California and say that ICE needs to back down? Well, I'm pretty sure that they're going to go with the with Department of Justice. And that's kind of a scary thought. And and the reason I say it's a scary thought is for the sheer fact that some of the reports that are starting to come out of these ICE agents, these border agents, and what they're doing. I mean, there's a report that I came on, you know, Vice News talking about this video that went viral. And this video, you know, has something like uh, 8.5 million views in like two days. And what it was was ICE and the border agents ripping a child out of their mother's hands so they could deport the mother. I mean – when do we as people, as Americans, as you know, Christians stand up and say, hey, you know, breaking families apart is wrong? I mean, no matter if you, if you believe that they're in this country legally or illegally, the tactics of running up, grabbing a woman, ripping the child out of their hands, and dragging this woman into a van and throwing her in the van, that's a kidnapping. That's, that's what that is. That's the uh, destruction of a family and kidnapping. But that's a tactic that are being used by the border agents and the ICE agents. So if this court system goes through and the S- Supreme Court determines that this is actually accurate, that this is the direction that they want our country to head, that's a very scary, scary notion. And so then you come into the third court case that is being thrown out there this week, and that is the ACLU is suing ICE and their tactics, saying that they're illegally breaking up families by this exact scenario. This exact video is a testament of what is happening, and so the ACLU is stepping in and suing ICE. So you have three major court cases they're going to be headed to the Supreme Court every single one of them, because you know that there's going to be appeal after appeal after appeal they're going to force everything through It's going to be the same thing that that Donald Trump went through with the the banning of the Muslim countries and not allowing those people to come in the United States. It's the same system, and you see what the outcome of that happened is his ban was upheld so so you know that what is happening was the direction is going, so if it actually follows through. We have some very interesting developments that are going to set precedent. They're going to make it to where that is how our country is going to go forward forever. Unless someone stands up and somehow you know, fights this. But when you have large organizations like the Department of Justice, the State of California, the ACLU, ICE, the NRA, and the State of Florida – An individual doesn't have the clout to stand up against members like that, to stand up against organizations like that. You do not, unless you have billions of dollars, unless you are a major corporation or a major contributor to a campaign or whatever it may be, unless you are on that level, you do not have the clout to stand up against this this system that is set up. That is the direction that's headed, and this is all through the core system. So if that doesn't send kills through your spine let me just go with something more practical you know i mean you know not not necessarily something that may happen to the core system that is already rigged let's talk about something that's truly happening you know we talked about the three nor'easters that are hitting um the east coast right now you know there's two of them just hit you know within i think the last week and that third one's coming through and and they're already burying them you know unburying themselves out of snow right now then you throw in what's happening in mount edna in italy Right now, the mountain is splitting in half. And this is a volcano that is going to be able to cause massive destruction in, in Italy. And the volcano is splitting in half right now. And then you also have a volcano in Japan. It's most made famous because it was in James Bond movie. And on Thursday, it started spouting lava and ash in the air, two miles up in the air. And they anticipate this volcano is going to do this for months. Months. So we have things happening on the global scale on our planet that should catch your attention. But if that, you know, doesn't necessarily work, you know, you need something more kind of, I don't know, movie ish or more kind of on your level. You know, some people are kind of saying that, you know, the best way to explain everything that is going on is, is think of it, think of it as the system is set up as kind of like the matrix, you know, and and a lot of people are saying that the Matrix. If you haven't seen the movie, it's basically people. We're all in a system that we don't know we're in, and then you can somehow break out and and you know yada yada yada. Well, when you when you think of how the whole system is set up, break it down to more of a individual level. Say you're working at a company for say five years, and you and the boss don't get along. You know, and the boss says I'm going to fire you, and he fires you. Then the boss goes to his meetings, you know, his networking meetings, the the meetings where he became friends with all the other owners or bosses or in your industry and goes, hey, I just fired this person. If they apply to you, don't hire them. Yeah, technically that's illegal. We all know that's illegal. They're not supposed to do that, but they do. It's just how it's done. It's it's what's called blackballing. I mean, that's the, the phrase of it. And, it, and once you have that set up to where the person who is, you know, made the, the owner or the general manager or whoever it is upset, then you make it so that they can't get a job and you control them so that way they aren't able to rise up the economic ladder to re- get a voice, to get power, to get to where they're in leadership, to where they can change the system. So in essence, it's a way to control the masses. Old school, like if I'm a king and I don't like you, I'm going to take away everything you have so that way you have to bow to my will. That's the mentality. And this is an old school mentality it has been around for a very, very long time. And it used to be just with the kings, you know, the kings and the slaves. Now it's with, well, middle managers, upper management, any corporation that you want to put in place. It's The system is set up that way because, well, Those that have money want to keep it. Those that don't have money will work really, really hard to get it, even though they will be cut loose because they're never really going to get to that level because to get to that level, those with money have to give them money. And well, we can tell from the Reagan tax cuts that that doesn't necessarily happen. Those on top keep the money. They don't necessarily trickle it down to those below. I mean, that's, the essence of trickle down is that you believe that the rich are going to give the poor money doesn't work. The recent tax plan that Trump passed is the same kind of system. Give the money to the top and hopefully it trickles down to the bottom keyword. Hopefully now to put it in more simple terms. So that way anyone that wants to look up an exact scenario of how this works, you know, I don't care if you're not a football fan or not. But look at what's going on with Colin Kaepernick and him suing the NFL. This is the exact scenario of it: uh, an individual that was employed by a corporation who did a good job. He took him to the Super Bowl, spoke out about something he believes in, which is police brutality against minorities. And then he was without a job. Every owner said they're not going to hire him, even though there's numerous teams that you can name that needed a quarterback very, very badly. And no one hired him. So he is suing the NFL, saying that they blackballed him, that they got together as a networking group and said, no, we're not going to hire this guy. He is a pain. He is a problem. He is not someone that we're going to support. That's the system. That is how the system is set up. And if you don't believe this, if you truly think that you're going to have someone to go, hey, I'm going to give you some of my money so you can make money so you can have a better life, then, well, you believed in the system before it got this corrupt. You believed in the American dream before all of the avenues were cut loose. And and what I mean by the avenues is those that made on top received help, either because their family was already on top or someone gave them the opportunity to get on top. I mean, just look at, you know, there's something called an Einstein visa. And the Einstein visa is given to, you know, people that are international, that are, you know, Nobel Prize winners, that are world-renowned econ- economists, or, or very intelligent and bright. Those individuals get a special visa so they can come to the United States so they can live and prosper, and their family can do better, and their generations later can do better. Well, that system is in jeopardy. Well, but not until, for instance, like Melania Trump benefited from it. You see how how that works? Someone benefits from it, then they cut the strings so that way no one else can then benefit from the same system. Because once you receive on top, you want to continue staying on top and you want to make sure that those that do not have the mm, certain moral fabric to have the blood on their hands to get there, well, then you don't allow them to get there because if you're an ethical person and you try rising up the corporate ladder, good luck, good luck. Because unfortunately the game is played in a very immoral setting. And anyone that has ever heard the phrase, don't worry, it's just business knows exactly what I'm talking about. And if you think that this system that works for the mill managers, the GMs, you know, the, the, the small guys, Changes when you get to large corporations, not necessarily the case. So, this trade war that is developing across the globe, do you really think that they have your best interests in their minds when this is going on? I mean, because if you're a major corporation head and you have millions or billions of dollars. You're looking at your nest egg so that way generations from now, those people that your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren can have the same lifestyle that you have, which is basically have people do work for you and give you a check. That's the system. You want to continue that. You want to continue being a king. So when you have this trade war that's starting to develop between countries, you have to think of, okay, who benefits? those with the money this is all about money and it's all about not necessarily currency but money so you have the system rising up in the united states that is trying to pull back um, and create these tariffs across the globe and you can see that the tactic right now is, well, if you abide by what the United States is going to do, we're going to release the tariffs so that way you don't have to be held bound by the tariffs that we're going to put on there. I mean, ask Canada and Mexico right now. Somehow they are receiving an exempt status on these tariffs, but no one knows how or why. Or I mean, the EU came out saying we have no clue what, what Trump wants us to do to, to receive an exemption on these tariffs just by a case-by-case basis. You know, it's, it's that scratch my back, I'll scratch your back kind of thing. And that's how business is done on that level, is I'm going to give you something if you give me something in return. I mean, that just tends to be how the system is in place. The, the problem is, is we are gathering into um, a world that is evolving past that and what i what I mean by past that is we are the United States we set up trade agreements to help other countries so that way they could prosper so they could grow, so in return, they could help the United States. And typically, we buy their products and then ship them in, and then we get to have the quality of life that we have today. I mean that's that's kind of the trade off is is I'm going to help China build factories so they can make tennis shoes so that way Americans can have these awesome tennis shoes. I mean, it's, it's kind of a fair trade. The, the difference is, is when you put tariffs on those things, those expenses go up. We're already accustomed to our lifestyle as Americans. We already like the tennis shoes. We already like the products that are brought in from other countries. If we're going to stop buying those, Well, yeah, it's going to affect China. But instead, what's going to happen is we're going to continue buying those, but the price is going to go up. Yes, it's going to create revenue for the United States government because that tariff goes to the government. makes sense. You have a a revenue-generating department by doing that. But in the same token, it's going to affect our way of life. And to, to give you an example, with China, US goods and services trade with China totaled an estimate of 648.5 billion dollars in 2016. 648.5 billion. Okay? Exports were 169.8 billion, so the United States sent 169 billion dollars worth of products to Russia or to China, but we imported 478.8 billion which is causing trade deficits of $385 billion. So we already bring in $385 billion worth of products more than we sell China. And now we're going to raise the price on all of those products. I understand the, the, the philosophy is, well, we're going to raise the price so that Americans are going to stop buying Chinese products and then we're going to actually end up buying American. Okay. Well, we need those factories here. And so, yeah, that's why we allowed all the, the tax money to come back is because they're supposed to build factories and they're supposed to create jobs in the United States. Well, we know that didn't happen. All they did was buy their stock. So they bought their companies back off the stock exchange instead of actually building jobs. So the the whole theory isn't necessarily working in this place here. The other problem is is the U.S. exports of goods and services to China supports an estimated 911,000 jobs. 911,000 jobs. And that was in 2015. And so we know that over the last two and a half years, it's increased from that point. So, I mean, what we are playing with is severe fire. The United States is China's third largest trading partner. But the, the United States... 21.1% of all of our imports come from China. So we create this trade war with China. You're talking about your way of life, your quality of life dropping drastically, unless you have the money to be able to pay for it. The rich, the people on top, the people in charge of the so called matrix, it's not gonna necessarily affect them that much. I mean, if they have to pay an extra thousand dollars for a car or extra thousand dollars for this, you know, machine, no big deal to them because well, you know, they got sixteen billion or whatever it may be. But for the average you know, customer, an extra thousand bucks is gonna be a lot of money. And it's going to continue to grow after that. It's, these, these tariffs are not just going to stop with steel and aluminum. We already talked about last week the tariffs that were put on lumber for Canada and how it affected the housing market just on that. So, so these tariffs are going to continue to spread. And we also have reports that the Trump administration is talking about making these tariffs to where they're going to affect oil and natural gas. Well. You can tell that's not directed toward China because they don't necessarily make it, but it's directed towards other countries, primarily kind of what's going on with uh, these other trade agreements that are being created. In the last week, there all the countries that were trying to make the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, with the United States, they decided to sign it without the United States. I mean, this is Canada, Mexico, Japan, Australia, uh, Brunei chile new zealand peru singapore vietnam and malaysia so basically all the islands and canada and mexico and these countries you may think okay well no big deal they don't buy a lot of stuff and everything but if you chip off a piece here you chip off a piece here you chip off a piece here it's all going to affect us it's all going to affect us in a negative way and then you have on you know, a different side of it, you have the Eurasian Economic Union, the EEU, that is basically created by Russia, that has uh, created the alliance between Kazakhstan, uh, Belarus, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Armenia, and Vietnam, and also is including Iran in May. Now, they have free trade, period. There's no tariffs. There's no increase of anything. It's just you want to sell something from Iran to Russia. There's no markup. That's the plan. And so this is so beneficial right now. and, And countries are looking at this agreement going, well, we want in. I mean, to the equivalent of 40 different countries are looking at getting in right now, joining up with Russia with this new trade organization that has zero tariffs. So to do business with the United States, you're going to have to pay a tariff. Or to do business with Russia, you don't have to pay anything. Which do you think they are going to do? Which do you think, as a businessman, you're going to do? Are you going to sell more products to a country that's going to cost you more and your sales are going to go down? Or are you going to sell products to someone that it doesn't cost you anything more to send it to them? Well, I think it's logic that says you're going to go with the cheaper one. That's how business works. This is how the the world is is evolving this this trade war, this Ponzi scheme, this whatever you want to call it, this matrix is being put in place. And you can try to see it or believe it any way that you you want to. But the fact of the matter is, is it's real. And it's going to affect our quality of life for all of us. Now, when you're looking at things that are, developing you gotta see okay who's doing business with what this is the crown prince of saudi arabia keeps popping up everywhere i mean he he's making his rounds you know he just went to to egypt and you know pledged to not only did they finalize an agreement to transfer two islands that egypt has owned since 1905 to saudi arabia as kind of like a token to say thank you for all of your aid that you have given us through the years. But they also made an agreement with Sisi, the president of Egypt, who is coming up for election, who has destroyed his entire competition and is trying to regulate the media in Egypt, who Saudi Arabia supports and funds. They made an agreement to create a super city, Um, A planned mega city and this is going to be a high-tech city in the Sinai Peninsula to give you an idea the size of this modern high-tech city that they are going to create in the Sinai Peninsula is going to cover 10,230 square miles one city 10,000 square miles is going to cost $500 billion to build this mega city in the Sinai Peninsula that Saudi Arabia and Egypt just made an alliance to do this week. I mean, that, that doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. When you have the Sinai Peninsula that really no one wants, I mean, it's a great trade area because you have, you know, the Suez Canal and you have all this other stuff going on. But I mean, realistically, it's a desert. No one really wants it. Well, when you when you start looking into it, you look back at one of the peace plans that were kind of put in place where they were talking about giving the Palestinians a Sinai Peninsula, saying, hey, you can't have the West Bank, you can't have Gaza, but you can have the Sinai. And if they plan on building this mega city for the Palestinians, it's going to be hard for them to say, no, we're not going to take this gorgeous 10,000 square mile super city that you're going to create for us it's going to be very hard for them to say no, considering they're in extreme poverty right now. So when you think of it on that spectrum, it makes sense. But that's not the only move that, you know, the crown prince is making. You know, I mean, he, he also um, had, did something weird with, you know, the Lebanese president, you know, where the Lebanese president came to Saudi Arabia, resigned, said Hezbollah was going to kill him, And then all of a sudden he goes back to Lebanon and and says he's going to stay as the leader of Lebanon. But then Saudi Arabia comes out saying that, and this is with the help of the UK, of course, that Hezbollah needs to be taken care of, that Hezbollah is a major issue on the global scale. And so... The U.K., they go and they sell 48 typhoon fighter jets to Saudi Arabia to the crown prince while he is in the U.K. To, Well, the only conclusion you can think of is, well, either it's going to be used in Yemen, it's going to be used in Qatar, or it's going to be used in Lebanon. And the the fact that Lebanon was brought up specifically, you kind of see where this is headed. And, And so does, you know, Lebanon so does hezbollah i mean they they filed a a state of emergency this week going um we believe in our surveillance and our spying and everything else that the united states just gave the go-ahead for israel to do a sneak attack on lebanon and so we're declaring a state of emergency because we anticipate this happening within days within days saudi arabia buys 48 fighter jets the uk says they have their backing And the next step is the crown prince is coming to the United States. That's his next trip is coming to meet the president of the United States, Donald Trump in the United States to talk about who knows, you can kind of guess maybe where this is headed. You know, we don't really know for sure, but we can guess because I mean, the crown prince also came out and said that there's a new triangle of evil. You know, I mean, Bush Jr. said the axis of evil, which is Iran, Iraq, and North Korea. But now the crown prince of Saudi Arabia said there's a triangle of evil. And this triangle of evil, those of you that study Ezekiel may be kind of eerie about it, but it's Turkey, Iran, and the Islamic terrorists. Just interesting that those two were called out by the crown prince, right before he goes to leave to the United States after purchasing 48 fighter jets from the UK and calling out Lebanon and Hezbollah. So you see where this is headed. I mean, you see the alliances being created everywhere because this war that is brewing, you can, you can say that there's going to be a peace treaty, you can say that there's going to be you know, everyone's going to get along, and, and we're going to have free trade, and this trade war is not going to affect anything, and we're going to win it because it's super easy. <laughs> no, we're, we're headed for a collision course. We're headed for a severe collision course, and it may happen within days according to what Lebanon and Hezbollah are saying, and also Israel. I mean, it's no secret that they are building troops up on the border of Syria and also of Lebanon. There's no secret that. It's interesting because Israel recently made an agreement with the crown prince to allow India to have flights over Saudi Arabia to Israel, trying to make that alliance because Israel's trying to make trade deals with India. And they needed to have that trade route so they could ship goods from India. They had to have that because you have to fund a war and you need India on your side. The last thing you want is for China and India to join sides. And the good thing is, is because of the Dalai Lama, um, probably not going to happen. Doesn't make any sense the way that China has treated him, and the way that India reveres him. So it doesn't make sense. But then you also have Pakistan that's being involved in there as well. So you see the alliances being created. You see everything growing. And you know, I'll hand it over back to Matthew. But one thing to remember is, is everyone. All these things must come to pass. It's not like we have a choice. It's not like we can say, "Hey, I really do. I don't think uh, we should have war in the Middle East. I don't think we should have a trade war. I don't think we should have the." It, it's it all must come to pass according to Scripture. And and at this point, everything is lining up with Scripture pretty close. It's absolutely amazing. So I'll hand it back over to Matthew. Um, But this, this last little thing with North Korea and President Trump coming to visit them, I thought the best advice that I read out of all of it is that Dennis Rodman should accompany Donald Trump to this visit. So I'll hand it back over to you, Matthew.
1: Well, Clinton, I don't think people understood how you started out your diatribe. It amazes me how Americans are completely clueless. Ladies and gentlemen, can I ask you something? Um, What law was passed that took uh, prayer out of schools? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that was no law. That was a Supreme Court ruling. I've mentioned this many times on air. Well, if this president or that president was a Christian, why didn't they change that? Well, I was hoping somebody would have figured it out eventually. You can't change it. Do you not get that? It's a moot point now. Christians are not allowed to have prayer in school by fiat, by the Supreme Court. That happened in 63. Guess what happened 10 years later? Ladies and gentlemen, what law was passed that made abortion legal? Ladies and gentlemen, that was the Supreme Court decision in, yeah, exactly 10 years later, 1973. So that's a mute point. Why do you think that uh, the entertainment industry is 100% geared toward the term that there's no such thing as a baby in the womb? It's a fetus. Maybe you ought to go back and Listen to what Clinton had to say because uh, all of you take these things for granted. It's somewhere in the back of your mind that there must have been some law about prayer in schools or there must have been some law about abortion. No, that was done by fiat. It's a moot point. Once the Supreme Court rules on it, it's done. The Supreme Court… Absolutely rules and reigns over the people without contestation, ladies and gentlemen. Don't matter what law your city, county, state makes. Doesn't matter. Prayer in school is illegal. And abortion is legal doesn't matter what you want. It's by fiat. You have no rights against the Supreme Court. (laughs) You really didn't know that? Really? You really didn't know that? Ladies and gentlemen, why do you think they're elected to life? This is all some sick joke that you don't even know where you're part of, and it's really pathetic, and it's absolutely terrifying to those who understand what is about to transpire. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to fear the Lord your God and act accordingly. That's what needs to be done. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, this week uh, the French president came out and said that uh, someday in the future he would recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and move the French embassy to Jerusalem someday in the future nobody caught the simple fact that Iran has deployed the S-300 Russian made anti-aircraft systems you know I would speak more to the trade war but I think that uh, we might talk about that later, perhaps tomorrow on a pre record. Anybody catch the BBC this week? I mean, I don't even check American sources anymore, but you should have seen what this beast from the East did in Europe, ladies and gentlemen, as the. Dead starfish and lobsters literally littered the beaches. This week, we had a school shooting in an Alabama school. This week, due to extreme weather events, there's been severe agricultural damage across the entirety of Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, I went and searched in six different European countries, I found that uh, they were burning candles in their orchards and in their gardens, their farm crops. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is going from bad to worse. You know, you need to consider this that it was released in the news in Mississippi that the Mississippi government's going to start investing in Israeli bonds. Now, ladies and gentlemen, why on earth would they do that? Yes, the state of Mississippi is going to start investing in Israeli government bonds. And I wonder how many Christians in Mississippi know what I just said. And if not, that's a scary thought all in itself. Speaking of the Kleptocracy Governing over The Idiocracy (laughs) Uh, This week Megan Berry Democrat, Mayor of Nashville She resigned and pleaded guilty To stealing money from the city During a two long year affair With her bodyguard Her police He was well, enough said on that, right? Did anybody that? catch that? Say again, Bri?
3: I thought you said my name there at the end of that sentence.
1: No, I didn't. No.
3: Uh, it was Sorry.
1: for police. <clears throat> That's all right. It was her police bodyguard she was having an affair with. Um, Anyway, it's – did anybody catch that Gary Kahn resigned from the White House this week as we have more people associated with the White House that are quitting? Ladies and gentlemen, it's – Things are getting quite serious I would push everybody to go search out the Bands of Time episode America in Prophecy It's a three hour broadcast But ladies and gentlemen The only thing I want to say about the trade war is this The only places excluded in that is, of course, a part of Mundus Novus as the new world continues to be isolated. And you know what? i am <clears throat> got a good question this uh, week from a listener. Go listen to that broadcast, American Bible Prophecy on the Bands of Time. And let me explain something to you. The only location that could have been described as a mystery when the book of Revelation was written was the New World, ladies and gentlemen. I know that most of this generation doesn't even know where they're at on the globe. I mean, I've actually done this with the college students at Purdue University. I literally ordered in a globe and asked three people there, and they could not point to me on that globe where they were at. And they were students at Purdue University. So Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, the only place that would have been a mystery to those reading the book of Revelation when it was written is Mundus Novus. Now, you can prove beyond any shadow of a doubt… Backtracking that, well, some people did know about it, namely King Solomon. But that's beside the point. He obviously kept it a secret to himself and set up ports here. That being said, all of you need to be a whole lot more nervous than you are. Because you've been entertained to death, and you don't even know it. With that in mind, we're going to take a 13-minute break. And I thought we would listen to some of the more popular chapters in the Bible concerning... Entertainment and eschatology. You're listening to the End Time Tribune. We'll be right back.
0: Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved if ye keep in memory that I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas. Then of the twelve, after that he was seen of, of about five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remaineth under this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the, the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time, for I am the least of all of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the Church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believe. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, you are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, We are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order. Christ, the firstfruits afterward, they that are Christ that is coming. Then come at the end, then he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till so he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. But he hath put all things under his feet, but when He saith all things are put under him, it it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subjected unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead, if the dead rise not at all? Why are they then baptized for the dead? And why stand we in jeopardy every hour? I protest by your rejoicing that I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. If after the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage is it? What advantage it? What advantage is it? What advantage, it what advantage is it? If after the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage it? Me? If the dead rise not, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Be not deceived, evil communication corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness, and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. But some men will say, How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Thou fool! That which thou sowest is not quickened, except it die, and that which thou sowest Thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bare grain. It may chance of wheat, or of some other grain, but God giveth it a body, as it hath pleased him, and to have received his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies, and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body, and so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last, Adam, was made a quickening spirit. How be it? That was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly, and as is the heavenly, such as are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, forasmuch as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Furthermore, then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us to uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you. For ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed... Ye do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet, and to work, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, Then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep, as do others. But let us watch, and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken, are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the End Time Tribune. I hope you like those scripture reading. I wonder how many of you are wondering what scripture was being read. That's why I didn't include it, ladies and gentlemen. Listening to those, boy, it just trumps a whole lot of what the... Well... The academic religious community promotes with their entertainment industry Do you understand what it means that you're going to be changed? Did you not understand that he made himself perfectly clear that you're going to be changed? I mean, when I've given a lecture on this topic uh, What do you think Second Samuel twenty-two thirty-four was talking about? Or Psalms eighteen nineteen, which is the same thing, even though that may confuse you. Or what about Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 19? Okay, what about Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, or Revelation chapter 12, verse 14? Ladies and gentlemen. What did you think those verses meant? Uh, those chapters also screamed um, that if you believed in once saved, always saved, and uh, uh, you believe that you do not have to act like a Christian to enter the kingdom of heaven, well, just just wait and find out. That's all you have to do is just wait and find out. But, ladies and gentlemen, those four verses that I mentioned in the Old Testament, uh, you need to understand that everybody else always throughout all of time knew that that meant they weren't going anywhere. So the explanation that is given in the New Testament there's actually a period at the end of that sentence. It makes that diatribe make sense because, well, that is what's going to happen. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. That's irrelevant. Well, Brian, time for your news diatribe. I just want to say, before Brian comes on, um, you might want to go take a look at that episode that we did. It's called uh, America in Prophecy on the Bands of Time. You better figure out what Solomon knew and all about Mundus Novus. It's detrimental to your future that you understand, well... Even how much of the planet that is, actually. So, Brian, the mic is yours.
3: Well, maybe I'll hit that for a split second before I go into what I was going to state next. We have that uh, episode. It's on the YouTube channel for Bands of Time, and I believe on top of it, we managed to get that to an audio format on iTunes as well, named The Bands of Time. So, one way or the other, folks, you can get a hold of that fairly easily.
2: Uh, nonetheless,
3: you know, this is a rather interesting little side note in history that really isn't spoken of very much concerning. We have that word that comes up in the Bible in Ezekiel 39 Specifically at the top of my head 38 Amerinos goes. Now how, how could that be Important Here we go back again Now folks As far as the discovery of America It's one of the most infamous Great big fights in the background In the scholarly circles because, well, when you pull up a globe, you know, and our map, and, you know, folks, I think it's about time. Everybody just get a map and pin it to your wall right in front of wherever it is that you're spending the most time because things start making sense when you have a map. Um, Folks, are you aware that Columbus discovered Cuba? Yes, that's where his ship set sail for first. And when he came through, he discovered Cuba. Later, they made it over to South America. Now, doesn't that bother anybody? But it's even better. You see, Columbus, once again, this is something they do not talk about. See, Columbus, actually, the reason he set out and the source for this information is actually Sir Barry Cooncliffe, who's one of the most prominent and, I'd have to say, one of my top uh, favorite uh, historical scholars Well, he's been knighted. That's why they call him Sir Barry Cooncliffe. Go look into him. Look into his documentaries, his books, okay? He's not some nobody, as he brings up. Okay, Columbus actually was looking for a route to get to the western side of Israel. He didn't go out to discover India or America. The American continent, like what you've always thought, no, is actually the course of action that they were sent out for was to find a way to drive the Muslims from the Holy Land, but not have to march across to be able to come in and do a sneak attack on that western side through that seaport. Nobody says anything about that. But here comes back around to the other big debate, and how is it that America even got its name in the first place? Amerigos Vraspucci, again, who you hardly ever hear brought up at all. And once you begin to look into him, you find out a whole lot about the reasoning, why he was sent out, why there's arguments about where and what he discovered, why. You know, we even touched on this a little bit in the background because... Well, if you start understanding history from after World War II, I'd say even during and before. Coming into what we have happening now with our right versus left, or white rider, red. Argentina. Everybody, are you aware that there's a city upon seven hills there, too? Amerigos Vespucci, that's one of the first places that was attributed to his discoveries. All of a sudden we find out this continent was actually named after him. And that strike everybody as a little bit odd, or maybe it was God trying to tell us something way far ahead of time. And that's what we go into where I wanted to go next. You know, because as the more I listen to everything being stated tonight, and this has been striking me even so much more so as I've been looking over the news over the course of the last couple of months, last few months, last few years, let's take it straight to what we should be taking it straight to. There is nothing new under the sun. That which has been is that which will be. Folks, do you think all that these things that are happening are some new phenomenon? Okay, we've been talking about the infamous trade wars that are taking place. Um, We've got all this stuff going on with, uh, dependable on what title you'd like to give it, be it capitalism, cronyism, imperialism. There's always an ism at the end of everything nowadays. But why has everybody somehow think that this is like some kind of new pattern folks are you aware that all these different things for instance that um we had brought up with leaders starving people out, um you know all kinds of very little odds and ends that they have found that all these things actually happen in the first civilizations and that's actually what led they state to the first documented wars now how could that be that, that those things happen then, same thing that's happening, yes. And you should have expected this, you should have seen this, you should have known this ahead of time. Why? Because of what I stated before God told you ahead of time all of these things. Now, folks, I really can't even state and recommend this enough. I mean, luckily, for some odd reason, I guess I was just wired that way, but I've been studying ancient history since I was a little kid. And then, obviously, roll it forward to the time when I met Matthew, and he impressed upon me how important studying ancient history is in light of what the Bible says, even more so. And, I mean, in tandem, folks, with your Bible studies, for those of you that have the time... And are at at that spot where you can actually focus on two things at once, And not trying to be derogatory, I'm just stating you have to have the Bible completely in a spot where your mind is able to reference it back and forth, at least bare minimum within the English for the time being. Then you need to go and start getting into the history books. Now, you can start with what is the atypical standard understanding taught in the academic community at first, but the further you go along, you're going to realize that there's a lot of valid arguments that are going on within the academic community, which are sidelined and swept under the rug, and this becomes important at a later stage, not to even mention becomes important when you understand everything happening nowadays. But you have to have at least a small foundation starting there, and then you can start going in and putting the pieces together. You see, with me, it's a little different. I must be strange. I've always liked a mystery or a puzzle putting pieces together that have not been put together. But that's just the way, again, I'm wired. That's not something everybody is going to want to do or can do, so on and so forth. Nonetheless, you have to do all these things for things to really begin to stand out and make sense. Now, I I took a strange course on top of it. I mean, I crammed ancient history for years upon years upon years on end since I was little. All of a sudden, in a six-month period, I decided I better learn about these last 120 years, starting in 1899 and moving forward. And boy, oh boy, that's a lot of history to cram in uh, about a three-month period. Yeah, that's how fast I did it. Then further expanded on it into a six-month period. When you do that, though, you see what I've tended to start doing here in the background, and I never had any intention whatsoever of even going this route, but it just came naturally. Matthew refers to it as geopolitics. But the more you look at the geopolitics, the more you start realizing when you understand history, hand in hand with the Bible, all of a sudden you see this pattern, these repetitions. And everything you look at, all of a sudden in the back of your mind, you start going, wait a minute. This is the same repetition again. It happened exactly like this again. Here's a prime example. Now, I just taught this story a few hours ago, and Clinton brought it up as well. Iran is getting itself tied hand-in-hand hand with the Russian, uh, for a country I believe it is, trade agreement. But, well, this is such a new, well, uh, is it? Such a new thing. Well, folks, no, it's not. And how can I say that? Well, this has only started coming to light within the last 20 or so years since the Cold War came to an end. The findings in Central Asia concerning the Scythian. Even more specifically, so the branch called the Saka Tiger Huda or the Scythian with pointy hat. Who do we know them as? I'm going to make a blunt, bold statement here. People who have been listening for years already know this. Who were they? They're the Magi. No, it was not Zoroastrians, like everybody runs around saying, they were the Magi, but what else were they in charge of? This is even documented, even going back as far as the 1800s, before they swept it under the rug. They controlled all the trade routes, going from that Euphrates River, all the way from Asia into Central Asia, And then they control the trade routes going beyond. Yet nobody talks about this when they were always, throughout history, one of the most important key players as far as what? Why is this important, biblically speaking? The merchants of the earth. We have two, even when you start breaking it down, it actually is more chapters in Ezekiel, for instance, that go into extreme detail about this. Okay, God went out of his way to make sure you paid attention to these merchants of the earth, paid attention to these trade routes. But the biggest key player has always been hidden and swept under the rug. And this is known specifically, and this is why it comes up so much as far as Russia is concerned, The the former Soviet Union, because obviously now we have many split away, broken up nations. For instance, Kazakhstan. Okay, why Kazakhstan? Whoa, wait a minute. The Sochi Peace Accords concerning Syria have been where? In Astana, Kazakhstan. Now, why is that important? Uh Uh-oh. Everybody, do you realize that that's where horses were first domesticated? By who? This is like common knowledge now for anybody that's studied that portion by the Scythian they domesticated them in where? Astana, Kazakhstan isn't that a little ironic we've got talk going on about Afghanistan Iran Russia all these things are coming up on a continual basis lately. Well, one of the big news stories that broke this week is the propaganda effort by Russia. Of course, that seems to be the big story of the day. Propaganda versus propaganda is what it boils down to when you know they used to have a saying that one cancels out the other. Well, it doesn't work that way, at least in this circumstance. But they state that they are now affecting things going on in Afghanistan. The Ukraine. It's been announced on NATO's website. They just changed it within the last few days. They talked about this for ages past, ever since, yes, the coup that was plotted by the Americans to overthrow the Ukraine. This is documented through multiple reliable investigative news sources From on the ground, including BBC, when two other journalists filmed it all happening as the neo-Nazis that were backed by the right and left. Oh, wait. Well, I thought only the right wing did that. Mm, Really? Overthrew the Ukraine. Was that the first time? Oh, wait a minute. Didn't it happen in World War II? Oh, wait. Whoa. Let's go back again. What about during the Bolshevik Revolution? How many people know about what happened in the Ukraine leading up to World War II with all the deaths that happened there? with the slaughtering of a mass amount of Jews were killed during that time frame and a mass amount of the native Ukrainians. And, whoa, all of a sudden the NATO website, here we sit. In the last couple of days, they finally stated they're on a prospective list. Well, that's troubling because Russia's not going to stand for that. And ever since the Warsaw Pact, the Minsk Agreement, the bombing of the Belgrade Diplomatic Building Embassy, the Chinese Embassy, Serbia, that reignited the Cold War right on that timeline. Oh, by the tens, that's right. Reinitiated. That whole factor. You see, more and more and more nations continue to join NATO, coming right up to Russia on every single side. These agreements were made during the Clinton administration. And yet, he turned around, the next president, the next president, the president's previous. Yeah, well, I thought this side was good and that side was bad. No, no. That's just what they've got you to believe. He went through and broke multiple things, agreements he made with Gorbachev. It's rather interesting, you look at the history of what happened to Gorbachev, and you tend to wonder what led to what, because it talks about the fact that he was a complete bumbling drunk, finally by the end of when he was in power. Did all the insanity happening through Europe, NATO, America drive him that way, or was he already like that? Well, maybe we'll never know, but it tends to make you wonder. But wrapping this back around, how does this tie it into prophecy? Well, I already brought up the merchants, but has everybody forgot about Alexander the Great? Yeah, because Macedonia was on that list of the four new prospective members of NATO. Yes, Macedonia was on that list. Alexander the Great, what happened with him? Okay, long drawn out, goes after the leader of Iran. Where did that happen? Well, right in front of Erbil. Well, why is that important? Well, if you've been paying attention to what's been going on with the Kurds, that was starting stage point one. That's where the Kurdish people basically are centered at in Iraq. They were within viewing distance of the beginning battle against the last Darius and Alexander the Great. Now they could walk outside to see with their eyes this battle began. Now the history is very complicated as in what happened with Darius. But nonetheless, that's how he crossed that threshold and started going towards the kings of the east. That's why he went as far as he, east as he did. Because one of the leaders that they had found up, trying to remember the name of the place off the top of my head, I can't right now, was out in one of these major enclaves that they've also found were attached to a later branch of the Scythian. He chased him all the way out there because he, in cold blood, Murdered the last Darius. Alexander dead, didn't sit too well with him. So he chased him all the way there. He got out there. Oh, boy. He went, um, um. I can't handle these guys. These are beyond a force to be reckoned with. But I thought Alexander the Great was the greatest conqueror ever. Really? No. That was actually the first place where he had major problems. And a lot of the people will try to tell you that it was India where he had a set of major problems. Well, no, it started beforehand. Because he got there, goes into, well, goes through Afghanistan. Major problems there. The Khyber Pass. Why is that important? Well, the Paxtoon, for instance. Who's the Paxtoon? Well, they found that one of those groups is related to the biblical Ephraim. But they're also part of the Taliban. Now that all of a sudden gets important, doesn't it? But what about the Khyber Pass? Well, that little pass that he went through, folks, while you're on that uh, channel, I would advise you go in and look at the program we did on Aden. because that's right where it's located. They knew this back in the 1800s, for Pete's sakes. There just was a few archaeological pieces that were still missing that they had not found yet, but when they found these tablets... You can connect the dots, and all of a sudden, you're able to zero in on the exact location. Alexander the Great came right through there. And I mean, I've heard people bring up over the years Dionysus. Look, Alexander had a fixation with him. There's parallels in mythology where people have connected that maybe he's connected in with Noah because of the line and so on and so forth. He went up there in that specific spot because of Dionysus. Finds a cult of the people in that native area dedicated to Dionysus. Interesting from my perspective, if you know what you're looking at. Then, of course, the disastrous move into India. Anything that could go wrong Did go wrong That's literally what it came down to But Okay again how is this important Alright folks Take a look At modern geopolitics Compare That to Everything we see happening now The Bible says something Very interesting At the End of the chapter concerning, you see you've got the ram, two horns that represent Media Persia. Then you have the he-goat. One horn breaks off. Four. Historically speaking, in one repetition, Alexander the Great, the Diodaci. That's what happened afterwards. Very complicated little thing with the Diodaci because... You go from 3D Adachi to 4, to 5, to 3, to 4. It, it's all over the place. So that tells you something in tandem. And these are all the major spots that are coming up in the news. But like I brought up again, that same chapter in the book of Daniel tells you something very specific at the end. 2,300 days. Now this goes into one parallel timeline that we've talked about with the battle for Mick But this goes into something even bigger. 1979 was 2,300 years from that death of Alexander the Great. 2,300 years. But why 1979? Uh Uh-oh. The pivot point that reinitiated everything again. What happened that year? Brzezinski, with his little grand chessboard strategy, pulls Russia over the border of Afghanistan. Russia-Afghanistan war. America fuels and funnels money through the Mujahideen to fight against Russia. Then they show up with Stinger missiles and American general out there in broad daylight going, hey, we can't do that. Everybody's going to know we're not supposed to be here. Then they didn't even care anymore. The Iranian Revolution never mind the things that were happening between Egypt and Israel at that point in time. Majorly important. You see, and when you can see all these parallels between history, what's happening in the world today, understanding it in light of everything that the Bible is telling us that we are to watch for, that we were to watch for, that was and will be, folks that are all one and the same. But if you can't see the pattern, it becomes that much harder to discern what we see happening in the world today. And what we see happening in the world today, the more we spin along, things keep getting more out of control. You know, and it's, it was rather um, interesting because I heard it brought up, well, is this going to all lead to peace? Is this leading here whoa folks stop the bus and it even caught me off guard even more because once again you know we had the peace thing come up with north korea this week and as almost everybody in the background because trump's all excited posting on twitter never mind the fact that you know everybody's written him off as an idiot that was the dumbest move you could ever make Because he's made calculated move after calculated move after calculated move. But but he states now that, because he said the same thing concerning the Israeli peace accords. Be the biggest deal, the great deal, blah, 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 ever. Well, it looks as if everything's been botched as far as any kind of Israeli peace accords, at least for the time being, but then again, since the Waku government, oh, folks, y- yeah, I brought this up so many times. New listeners, even, at this point that have never heard us before or are new tonight. Look into the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin. Oh, you're not going to like the path you go down. I had never thought to look at things in that light as far as the party ruling over Israel was concerned but when I looked down that road oh man because I mean folks you do realize he started as a politician working for the right wing in the United States and as we brought up multiple times now Netanyahu is in the Bible that's just one spot actually multiple references that I have all up on my website On Yeah, well, he changed his name to that very specific thing. And if you understand those cycles of time, you realize it never said he was going to be a nice guy. Uh, It's important. But that's where we sit. You know, and as it was brought up, as we hear, as we hear, as we hear peace and safety, then what? Swift and sudden destruction. But wait a minute. I thought that was part of a 3.5-year peace treaty, and then 3.5 years later, that peace treaty is going to be broken. Okay, um, guys, swift and sudden destruction. Okay, if that 3.5 years is swift and sudden, I must have missed some memo. And that's what hit me earlier this week as I'm looking at all this, because you keep seeing this coming up over and over and over again. They keep saying peace and safety. But that's, what happens next? Swift and sudden destruction. Let's look at all the ceasefires that have been declared in Syria. What has happened with each one, but even more prominently so in this last week? Swift and sudden destruction. They didn't even last for five seconds. Russia tried to make a gateway. So that the rebels can actually get out of there and not be bombed, get out of their families, bring their guns, which the bringing the guns thing I think is a little on the odd side, but I guess that's relevant. Nonetheless, did that last? No, they started bombing them. They've been trying to bring in foreign relief aid, which is desperately needed at this point in time. That's an understatement. And they can get in there a little bit to bring aid in. Then Syria goes in and checks what's going on on the trucks. They take some stuff off if they can even get in there. But to make it more of a mess, what's America doing at the exact same time? Well, they're bombing the living daylights out of everything. And then they blame it on somebody else, which, gee. You know, folks, American military hardware, never mind the fact that we sell our stuff to everybody. So it does make it a little more difficult to tell who has it. But nonetheless, there's very specific things that America doesn't sell. And you can spot them in two seconds. Okay, so when they're struck from the air by a certain type of plane, oh, you know that those, that handiwork's all over it. But this is where we've had things go with Syria this week. We warned about this several weeks back, and they keep repeating the same rhetoric, the same public opinion. Why did I start with that word? Oh, propaganda. It's the same word, folks. That's why they penned that word to sway public opinion when all these Western forces, it's not just America, hit Syria. Again Released once again Early in the week Matthew caught this one first March 6th Chlorine attack on Syrian rebel enclave And who again did the infamous um, Reports on it This is about as good As the Mujahideen that are inside of Iraq That keep saying that Iran Is building nuclear weapons You go to their website and it says We want to take over Iran That's who the White Helmets are, folks. They're an affiliate of Al-Qaeda. This is documented by government officials and intelligence agents. No, I don't get my news from make-believe land. I go straight to the sources. Okay, this is a known Al-Qaeda affiliate. That's who the White Helmets are. And of course, in this article, just like anything you see with Iran, Iran is the Mujahideen. Well, didn't I just bring up the Mujahideen? Wasn't that who we armed and Osama bin Laden later came from? In the Afghanistan war, yes. That's who's giving Iranian intel on their nuclear plants, bringing it to Israel, who then in turn brings it to America. For instance, like um, you know, Netna, who was just here in the last week, again with the same Iran thing. And I bet you any amount of money he spent more time at the Christian Zionist convention than he spent anywhere. Oh, you didn't know that he was lobbying behind Mitt Romney against Obama in the last election? Yep. Wow. The things you don't know. Surprises me, I'll tell you that much. But that's what we have happening in all those areas. Like I stated with Syria, they keep stating time and time again we've had Marcon, we've had um, the British now jumped on board, America, and of course the French are somewhere behind the scenes. But never mind the fact that after World War I when um, the entire Middle East was divided up in the sykes picot Agreement and then the Red Line and then this, that, and the other majorly big oil agreement – France was running the show in Syria, so of course they have a vested interest there. But all these nations, suddenly, if they use chemical weapons, we're going to leap into the war there. So, of course, all these reports keep coming out by who the quote-unquote white helmet or white hats or whatever name they give them that won a great big Emmy years back as an independent film, which is now quite laughable when you understand who they really are. Yes. And that comes... Full circle. Because, you know, as is brought up, we're going to bring up, oh, yeah, nationalism. The far right. Interesting article here that came out on the 10th, which was today, out of a uh, website that I like to every now and then read some of their articles. They have many authors that come in, and this one hits pretty right between the eyes, entitled The Far Right Efforts to Win Hearts and Minds Across the Atlantic. You see, this begins to get frightening if you understand everything started years upon years upon years upon years before what led to World War One, Because the nationalism... Flaring up within the right-wing groups, starting in Eastern Europe, spreading its way west, now, east to west. Isn't that interesting? Goes from east in the west started spreading, boom, 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 explosion. Where did it start before that? Well, the Ottomans had it going on, but where did it start before? Oh, we can go through all history. Once again, this is a Repetition. And that's what this article is really detailing. Because what are we seeing coming up in the news on a continual basis now? Okay, we knew that the Balkans was starting to get into some scary territory. Oh, it's now completely taken off. Poland has had a major shift within the right wing. They put a law into effect, making it illegal for anybody to even connect them with the Holocaust. Okay, folks, if you don't know your history of World War II and how ludicrous that them even making that statement is, I don't know what to tell you. We have it, Hungary. Now on top of it, things are going on in Romania. Oh, wait a minute, Hungary and Romania, how's that important? Well, Hungary is, hmm, the land of Magog i talked about this before. What about Romania? Oh, yeah, Tubal and Meshach. Uh-oh. Hope that catches everybody's attention. It's reigniting itself, moving over to the West again. France right now, things are very interesting because, well, they call him a centrist socialist, Mr. Marcone. Mr. Marcone has got all kinds of tricks up his sleeve. Because for instance, this article actually that I just brought up starts out talking about Marie Le Pen. And you see, she was set to run against Marcone and he won. Everybody thought this was a wonderful thing, this centrist as they call him, socialist. Okay, red versus white. The white rider versus the Red Rider. But he's turning into be a little bit more like some of the comparisons in the little um, papier-mâché statues you see him marching through the street in France. They're making comparisons to Napoleon with him. The more I've watched him, it's gotten a little bit disheartening. So we have that strange pivot in France. Germany now has Part of the makeup of their government, a far-right group, has moved in. Now, folks, if you know what went down and how Hitler actually rose to power, this should be putting chills through your entire body. Because that's how it started. Merkel has been having a rough go. It took a serious amount of time for them to even get this government formed there in Germany. Germany. Britain, all the way across the pond there. All kinds of stuff going on. You know, of course, the Brexit's been all over the place. There's a reason they did that, folks, by the way. They got into the European Union on purpose. You see, Britain and America have had a tight alliance for a long time. As far as economically speaking, they did not want the European Union to get a major foothold over them. So they said, Britain... Going behind the back door. Get into this thing. They didn't want nothing to do with Britain at first. They let him in. So, of course, they came along now and broke away. And, yes, this is the real history of why Britain actually got involved in the European Union. And then you come forward to the Brexit, and like my friends in Britain, I have multiple of them that I speak to, not type, speak. I've asked them time and time again, multiple people I know, what happened with the Brexit? Why why did you guys leave the European Union? This is what they all state, because we're a bunch of racists. Okay, that should set off alarms. Because this goes right back to what I was talking about, the rise of right-wing nationalism. But it's not just right-wing nationalism, because they'll say right-wing, and then they go left-wing socialism. They confuse you. You need to undo that thinking. And not let them confuse you like that. Okay? Nationalism is what it is. And that's what you see ripping across the entire European continent, starting from Eastern Europe into Western Europe, up into Britain. Now, how is it Western Europe's important? Folks, you've been fooled if you think Germany and France and Britain are a different group of people. They're not. Okay? We come right back around to America in prophecy Ameranos, Ameragos, in that same chapter, Ezekiel 38, they are Gomer. Well, isn't America people by all those same groups list? Yup. How does this tie? Oh, no. Togmara, the Turkish people group. Now, thinking they're just in Turkey is a little bit deceptive because that's not where they're all at. Thinking that everybody in Turkey is part of the quote-unquote Turkish people group known as Togmarah in the Bible is also very deceptive because there's a vast mix of people inside of Turkey. When you understand the history of the Ottoman Empire, all of this actually starts to make sense because obviously during their rule they had a lot of different groups of people that were mixed in. At a point in time, they were actually going out and grabbing The, um, For instance monks and nuns And making them come in And be part of their high up groups Within leadership And they even actually would promote some of them Into leadership Yeah they really did And some of the people Are actually sneaking their kids in there Trying to get them into those points of power You can find this in multiple Documentaries on the Ottoman Empire This week Great big speech I caught this today out of Kurdistan 24 news Erdogan made a very disturbing speech, because as they pointed out, first, he was in front of a group of Turkish nationalists, or as I brought up again, neo-Ottomans, whatever name you want to give it. And he used their hand symbol to count down. That caught their attention, but then it caught everybody's attention when he turned around and pulled the Muslim Brotherhood sign as well. Well, I've brought this up before, multiple times, and nobody talks about that either. Yes, he's aligned with the Muslim Brotherhood. How is that important? Well, if you don't know the history of the Muslim Brotherhood, that's important. Because that all leads to where we got 1979 with the Mujahideen, the assassination of Ammar Sadat. Yes, it was Muslim Brotherhood behind that. You had the blind cleric who on top of it magically showed up inside of the United States, was responsible for a massive terror attack there. The FBI agent trying to figure it out, wondering about all this stuff ahead of time. He said he got here because somebody's clearance was so high he couldn't even unlock the files yes, it's more complicated than everybody thinks as far as what happened on September 11th. They like to play it off to make it look like it was some simple thing. It's not. But yes, that's why the Muslim Brotherhood becomes important. They were behind that assassination of Almar Sadat. And if you know anything about the peace talks between Rabin and Sadat, all of a sudden that becomes even more important. So... When you see the Muslim Brotherhood coming up again in the news, and that's why they um, put Qatar on the naughty list, because they're stating, well, you have um, connections with the Muslim Brotherhood. Turkey has made an alliance with Qatar, which is the way you actually say it. That's getting problematic again. But, you know, going back to this right-wing thing you know this is what they brought up propaganda to win hearts and minds how is this happening in america what well, look look folks they started doing this in america a long time ago especially hitting the schools full force they get you when you're a little kid they move you forward well that sounds like what everybody else said you know actually folks look you can document this you can actually um pull up a lot of your quote-unquote the dominionists and um your different groups that they say our church groups and start looking into how much influence and effect they had that led to where we're at. But I, I thought that was a good thing. No, not in light of the way things have went because they had a very major agenda in mind and they got what they wanted, a theocracy. Well, what's a theocracy? Well, right wing, right wing. Remember everything moving into... Position again, Mussolini, theocracy. Well, How's that important? Because Italy just had a far right group come to power. It's got people freaked out. Even the Pope came forward and said, "Um, um, um, we have a problem. Why did he state this? And he even stated in there, we haven't seen this happen since Mussolini. Oh, boy that clock just keeps spinning. And that's what's happening there. Then, and I bet this is one of the biggest stories that probably broke this week and went completely under the radar. There's a couple different reports that nailed it, but of course, it's going to catch my attention even more so when it comes out of The Intercept. Written by Clayton Swisher and Ryan Grimm. Jared Kushner's real estate firm sought money directly from Qatar government weeks before blockade. Now, I'm surprised everybody's not going crazy about this and the infamous, um, you know, because they always have to label somebody as the Antichrist. Folks, I mean, come on. This just makes you shake your head. The Kushner's signature um, holding Is there 666 Fifth Avenue property in New York City? Man, oh, man, why is not everybody on top of that one? I mean, I I can just see the videos are going to start coming out on that now. Oh, boy. Nonetheless, why is this such a huge story? (sighs) Folks, he's been wheeling and dealing behind the scenes. Sought money directly from a major group within the government in Qatar right before the blockade. Well, Right before this blockade happened, what was going on? Have we forgotten about the Middle East and the great big talks that happened when Trump and his administration went out there last year? Because this was where he was seeking this at the same time. And the people, we pointed this out time and time again, he had the entire... Arab coalition, be it the Gulf uh, Coast, not Gulf Coast, uh, Gulf Group, basically, or, you know, whatever title they want to give it, he signed major arms deals with every single one of them, multi-billion dollar arms deals, and not to even mention Saudi Arabia alone how much. Now, that should have set off alarms if people know their Bible prophecy, they should have been going completely You know, like that clock in the background with the cuckoo, cuckoo, because it was that big. And in the midst of all that, well, he's been wheeling and dealing in the background. But I have talked about this for multiple months as is. Okay, I had warned that he's been doing stuff like this in the Middle East. Okay, he's got his hands tied, hand in hand on top of it with the settler groups within the annexation, within the West Bank. He's got massive money going into that area as well. And we've talked about time and time again about how this annexation has more to do with these real estate moguls, or has everybody forgotten about how our commander-in-chief, his claim to fame. Okay, that's, yes, folks, and it's in broad daylight now. Everybody knows what happened. And the... Intercept brings massive details to the table that the other ones didn't because it broke in one of the other big uh, major um, establishment news sources. Let's see. NBC News reported some of it. Bloomberg. Okay. We're in the last couple seconds here. And I'll finish this up. They all reported on this. But here's the big thing, everybody. Remember when all that stuff happened in Saudi Arabia? When Ben Salman did what he did, when the le- leader from Lebanon came over, all of a sudden he stepped down while he was in Riyadh, then goes back weeks later, Allison becomes the leader of Lebanon again. He rounded up all those people for corruption, so on and so forth. Guess what? I talked about this then and nobody talked about it. Kushner was behind the scenes with a meeting with them that very same week. I'd look into this story, people, because it's huge and they're trying to nail him on like tax evasion and other stuff, it's not going to work. That's my diatribe. We've run into overtime. I didn't even realize how long I went.
1: Well, we have lost Clinton. He uh, dropped off the switchboard. I don't know if we lost connection or what, but uh, you can find Clinton on uh, Twitter. Just uh, search Clinton Co-Watch. You'll find him. Um, that's where he does all of his stuff, and he normally tweets during the show as well. Um, As for myself, just do a search on the End Time Tribune. I'm sure you'll find me. But, ladies and gentlemen, Brian had to talk about things that we had talked about many times before that people just don't get, that now it's starting to come to light, and things are reaching critical mass. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, we Brian mentioned some things in Ezekiel, and it amazes me how people they truly don't don't realize what's going on. Um, they don't realize that prophetically speaking. the Bible comes out and says why that certain things happen it's it's amazing the reason why the nations do what they do Um, prophetically Ezekiel comes right out and tells you so We may do another broadcast tomorrow. I don't know it may have to be a pre-record. Um, I don't don't know if I can do it or not. But uh, things obviously going on. Uh, Brent Toulouse sent me an an email, so we've been talking about doing something. But it's just uh, us being able to get together at a particular time. You know, ladies and gentlemen. Some things absolutely amaze me. People will send me questions when I've talked about this stuff before. It's just amazing to me that they don't realize that came out in mainstream news that 2018 was going to be uh, the year that Mars outshines Jupiter. Nobody listens. Does anybody even know where Mars is at right now? Well, we may have to talk about this on a broadcast, I don't know. But I do know this, that you need to start... Doing what I did for the break, ladies and gentlemen, just start taking the whole scripture and reading it because it's very plain that well, for instance, to ascend into heaven is a bad thought to have in your head. And the Bible multiple times come out and says that you're going to be changed for a relocation event. I mean, you don't have to believe it, but you need know, search out search out the scriptures that uh, the three chapters that uh, we did for break listening to them in their entirety makes it perfectly plain what he is going to do it's 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 plain as day so with that in mind uh, Brian, your closing comments and thoughts please well
3: I mean on that topic, I guess it's just I must really not be paying attention to that that end of things again because it's just I, I forget how people still are really fixated on that topic. So it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it, not paying attention to it for so long. But nonetheless, you know, I, I tried to come in. I might have been a little harsh in my, my diatribe tonight, but I was just trying to bring in some clarity and perspective people so that we can we can sit back, we can look at everything that's going on, and then suddenly it starts to make sense. It took me years to even come to this spot. I'm not saying this is easy, but that's how it works. That's how I got there. So, you know, with that said, uh, you can find me at either Overt Attention, look for that, Overt Attention Show, or the Bands of Time, look for those two. And with that said, thanks for joining us. God bless
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, God bless, Godspeed.